Welcome, I'm Nancy O'Keefe, Human Design Specialist and Intuitive Business Coach, and you're listening to Business Success with Human Design on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. We broadcast every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern. Listen online, on your mobile device, in your car, or ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. To learn more or for a full program schedule, go to dreamvision7radio.com. Business Success with Human Design is proud to present our guest host, Mary Jo Rathget, who's going to look at keys to business resilience in changing times. Join us every third and fourth Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. to talk about how business owners can incorporate the nine keys to resilience in their lives and their businesses. Being a business owner isn't easy, but it can be a path to growth and empowerment, resulting in satisfaction and success. And Mary Jo is here to help you navigate the journey. Hello, I am Mary Jo Rathgeb, and today we are exploring the connection between lovability and business resilience. And the way that we are looking at lovability is it's defined as being capable of being loved and possession of qualities fitted to inspire love. And to help me explore this today, I have the one and only Amelia Fortes, who is the Cosmic CEO. She's a spiritual business mentor for coaches, healers, artists, and content creators. And she specializes in helping online businesses, um, business owners, and creatives effectively monetize their natural gifts and talents so they can strategically build their businesses to consistent 5K plus months. And Amelia has created a global online platform, that's the Cosmic CEO, and that teaches thousands around the world how to build inclusive, profitable businesses with integrity while deepening self-love and making self-care a priority. Um, she also hosts a weekly online show called Ideas to Income, how to turn your talents into a profitable business so you can make a lasting impact and contribution to the world, which you can, uh, which you can tune into at um, thecosmicceo.com slash join. Um, in human design, Amelia is a 3-5 manifesting generator with sacral authority. So welcome, Amelia. Thank you so much, Mary Jo. I am so excited to be here. We've got such juicy topics to talk about. Yes. (laughs) Yes, we do. Um, And so before we really dive into lovability, let's kind of take that, you know, 10,000 foot view, if you will, of human design, Mm. how, how that factors into your business and, and even your life. Um, How do you, how do you want to talk about human design? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I've been studying human design for probably, I think it's close to 10 years now. And human design is just, has been this exploration into the self, into self-love, into deconditioning from all the ways that I was taught, how I should be, how I should show up, what I should be doing and exploring and unfolding and uncovering 
who I really am. And that in and of itself, to me, translates to business because I believe, even if you don't have a personal brand, I believe that the business is an extension of the founder, the visionary, the person who thought it up, put it, put pen to paper and took the next steps to make it happen. And so it's woven into everything. And I I, I think, I feel like they're one and the same, to be honest, and we can go into more detail about that. But human design, business design, they kind of are the same thing in my life. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and so then um, taking a step back from human design for a second, how do you define resilience in business? Mm. You know, resilience to me... <laughs> I'm actually going to go into our topic for today with lovability. Resilience to me is actually finding deeper and deeper self-love. Now, a common answer I feel like is like, you just keep going and you don't give up. And no matter what, you know, you fall down eight times, you get up nine times. And that just feels like, okay, well, how do you do that? Um, But resiliency for me is about strengthening that self-love because when you have that self-love you also have Mm self-trust you also have Mm self-worth and you also have self-respect and so even if let's take something as big as a business betrayal oh my gosh how Mm -hmm. do we bounce back how do we get resilient from that well if you love yourself if you trust yourself, if you respect yourself, you'll be able to untangle the parts of that betrayal that are your fault or that create shame or guilt. And a lot of times can weigh you down and hold you back from continuing to keep on going, from having that resilience. And so to me, resilience is about finding that courageous self-love and diving deeper into that. I love that. (laughs) yes and we're going to dive deeper into that I love that but um you know you brought up something really important um which is perhaps the polarity maybe of self-love is that shame and doubt Mm -hmm. and you know that idea that um in order to be resilient in our business and in our life yeah we we need to cultivate a self-love and a compassion and a kindness for ourselves in order to be able to, you know, release ourselves from any shackles of shame or doubt um, or guilt that we may, that we may fall into. Absolutely. I love that you added the word compassion. I don't remember if I said that word. (laughs) I think I added it. (laughs) Yeah, no. And now you you felt the vibes, you felt the energy. (laughs) Definitely the compassion piece is a big part of that resilience and a big part of that self-love because we're human. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to mess up. We're going to lose money. We're going to gain the weight again. We're going to lose clients. We're going to mess up the technology in the funnel. The fonts on our website are not going to be aligned. And resilience is like, and I'm still good enough. And I still love myself. I messed up. I made that mistake. And I'm still worthy, whole, and complete. 
Ooh, that that's resilience to me. If you can make a big mistake or your fonts can be misaligned or you can misspell something in an email that you send out and still say, I'm still good enough to make money in my business. I'm still good enough to get clients. I'm still good enough to serve. I'm still good enough to sell my product, whatever it is. That to me, that's a fortitude of resilience if I ever seen one. <laughs> yes, I, I actually, I love that. And, um, you know, I'm just noting that it's like, we're mm-hmm. both, you know, we have threes in our profiles from yeah. a design perspective. And so we are designed to make mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's uh, how, you know, how we learn. And yeah. so it's really interesting that you brought that up. Um, no, but- it's just it's just flowing. It's just flowing through. We're, we're the experimenters, right? We'll make the mistakes yeah. so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Learn by trial and error. But I, I love that idea, though, that it's like, you know, I can make a mistake and I'm still good enough to continue um, building my business to get back up and to continue on because it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be messy. And and that's okay. And it's expected. Mm-hmm. So, and so having that, having that mindset mm-hmm. is really helpful as far yeah. as having that, that resilient mindset, if you will. And you, I just really want to underscore what you just said. It is expected. Mm-hmm. And so to, to that question about what is resilience, what does it look like? Expect that, expect the messiness. I know, I know that's not what we want to hear. I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm a recovering yeah. control freak. But <laughs> when, when I expect that messiness, when I expect to mess up, the resilience just kind of happens. It's like, oh, that was supposed to happen. So let's just keep going. <laughs> Easier yeah. said than done, but that's kind of the idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally, I totally agree with you. I am a recovering richness myself and control freak. And so I totally get it. Yes, um, so I'm curious how, um, how does this um, grappling with resilience show up in your clients and the work that you do with them? Yeah, you know, it's so funny because a lot of people come to me because they're like, yeah, I want to make more money or I want to simplify my business or I want to know learn what to post on social media. They, you know, we we go to people because it's like, I want to know what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And the underlying thing is because I want to do it right. Mm-hmm. Why do we want to do it right? Because we want to feel successful, because we want to be accepted, we want to be loved. Those are the deeper reasons that we're doing it. And so overarching, it's not about, oh my gosh, I made a post and only two people liked it. It's, oh my gosh, I made a post, only two people liked it. I must suck. Therefore, I'm not lovable. Therefore, I'm not good enough. Therefore, you know, all of these things. And so underneath all of the business strategy and the know-how and the algorithm and all of that is this deep desire to be seen, loved, and understood. And what I always like to say and remind myself, especially when I get stuck, because it's normal for us to get stuck in that, what's the strategy? How do I figure this out? I remind myself the the deepest, most core thing that I want, that my clients want, that we all want, is to feel loved and understood. And so it comes up all the time, you know, my clients will say things like, you know, if I'm teaching a concept, let's say like 
on social media. These are the three types of content that you need. And let's say a client's not getting it. They're like, what am I missing? Why am I not getting this? And I, I'll always say, you're not missing anything. You're getting it. It's just a new muscle that you need to learn. It's just a new skill. And I say just because we're always learning new skills. Mm -hmm. And so going back to that core of that emotional regulation and loving yourself anyway, and knowing that you are perfect, whole and complete, even if, right, insert the blank, even if you don't know what to post today, even if your hair is out of place during your video, <laughs> even if you spell something wrong, even if a client gets mad at you. Um, so that those themes come up all the time, for sure. I, I think it's a human theme. So of course, it comes up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Who who would you say is your, um, you know, sort of tribe, like the client, like, if you had to kind of just, you know, describe who that person is? Oh, absolutely. It is the spiritual seeker, the healer, the coach, like the person that has deep in their heart and in their gut, they know that they want to serve themselves and others mm -hmm. in a way that is completely different than what we've been taught, right? Like make money or grow your business or hack the algorithm. There's something deeper there. And they have a creativity. They have a creativity that is so expansive. They're multi-passionate. And they're just like, I want to do all these things. But all these things are taking me in all these directions. And so I do a little bit of this. And then I do a little bit of that. So I'm not making consistent income. I don't know how it all ties together. I know I want to feel like a cosmic CEO, wink, wink, um, <laughs> and like run my business but I have so many passions. I have so much creativity. How do I put it all together? How do I actually serve? How do I actually serve from a place of working smarter, not harder? How do I focus all my yummy, juicy creativity in a way that allows me to build a business, a stable, consistent, predictable business, mm. while, not, while not sacrificing all that yummy, juicy creativity. And that, that that's the dance that we dance. And I know age old question, but I figured a few things out. And so I, I guide my clients into, into figuring those things out. And we also figure them out together because we're always learning and growing. <laughs> right, right. Well, that is so awesome and exciting. So we are getting ready um, to come up on our first break. Um, and when we come back, I want to hear a little bit more about this juicy. I want to hear a little bit more about your journey. And then we're going to take a deep dive into uh, lovability even further than we have. We've kind of started already. But um, I want to hear about some of the juicy details of your of your journey and, um, you know, from corporate from, from a corporate person to a cosmic CEO. How did you make the leap and, and everything? So, so when we come back, we're going to dive into that. And so in the meantime, just stay tuned. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. 
Come take advantage of DreamVision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to dreamvision7radio.com. Are you happy at work or see it as a daily slog? Do you feel capable of meeting daily challenges and being energized by them? Or do you feel burnt out and chronically stressed? Owning and running a business can be hard, but it doesn't have to deplete you. Resilience is the ability to bounce back, to learn and grow from experiences. This quality is necessary during these changing times. Mary Jo Rathkib, professional certified coach, RIM facilitator, and human design consultant, helps business owners build resilience while navigating big changes by building emotional intelligence, managing mindset, and changing unproductive behaviors. Business owners who work with Mary Jo create greater success by developing their capacity for resilience. To learn more, go to MaryJoRathgeb.com. Welcome back. Here we are. Uh, I'm Mary Jo Rathgeb, and we I am here today with guest Amelia Fortes, the Cosmic CEO, and we are talking about lovability and business resilience. And so far, we have started a pretty juicy conversation, and we're going to deepen that now. Um, you know, Amelia, you had talked before the break about um, having your own journey, and I'd love for you to share a little bit just to give some more context into why this um, topic of lovability and self-love is so crucial to you and your business. Oh, absolutely. So for those of you who don't know me, I went from corporate Wall Street VP to full-time creative and entrepreneur, and I made the switch. I left corporate with no backup plan. <laughs> don't really recommend, but that's what I, that's my journey. A little bit of savings, just a little bit of savings, family who did not understand, friends who did not understand, and zero experience building a business online. And here I am today, full-time business, full-time creative. I don't really work more than a few hours a day. So I say that not to show off, but to show you what's possible. And as it relates to lovability and resilience, it really started with that first question. And I remember it so, so clearly. I'm 21 years old, you know, supposedly I have made it. I've reached the holy grail of success. I'm a VP at a corporate bank. Ooh, la, la. At 21? Yep, yep, yep. I I actually got promoted uh, when I graduated college. So, and also I graduated a little bit young. So I did all my experimenting in the corporate world very, very early. Um, And so I'm sitting there pouring over an Excel spreadsheet as one does in corporate America with my back hunched over, squinting my eyes, furrowing my brow, trying to figure out some macro formula or whatever for my spreadsheet. And I'm just like, okay, I can't do this right now. Let me just take a a step back. I leaned back in my chair and I don't know, it was like the sky opened up and the spirit aunties (laughs) dropped a very important question into my brain. Mm. And I would, and that question was, 
is this it? Mm. This is the holy grail that I was promised since I was like five years old. You know, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go to college? What do you want to be? So I did all of that. I, I was a good girl and I did everything that I was told and I graduated with honors and I got the fancy internship as a freshman in college and I got a promotion to VP right out of college. So like I did it, right? And I did it. Here I am crying over a spreadsheet and I'm supposed to quote unquote be here until I'm 65, 70. And at the time, the retirement age kept going up. And so to a 20-year-old, you know, 60, 70 years old, you might as well be a thousand. And so, <laughs> you know, this is it. Like, is this it? That was the first question. Mm. And so then deep from my gut, it was like, this can't be it. I answered it, right? I always love questions because the answers can come through. So I said, this can't be it. And this knowing deep in my gut was like, there has to be people, and I didn't know any at the time, <laughs> there has to be people that are out here that are feeling juicy and creative and passionate in their work. There has to be people that are making a living doing something that they truly love. Now, I don't know any, but I chose to believe that there were. And that started, that was the start of my journey. Just the skies opening up, that question dropping in, is this it? My answer saying, no, this is not it. I have no idea how I'm going to find any more answers. I have no idea what I'm going to do next. I have no idea. But the question opened up the journey. Mm. And I want to really underscore that for people because- yeah. We're so conditioned, right? Human design language. We're so conditioned to think that the answers are the holy grail. But actually the questions, because if we're not asking questions, then we're not opening ourselves up to new possibilities. And because I had the question, is this it? And then, so how do I find that for myself? What I really want. I did not find, quote unquote, the answer for a few years after that. But the question opened up the possibility. And that is how I started taking the steps. I didn't know all the steps. Those right. of you listening might not know. But the question is actually the first start. So that's the start of my journey. And I started answering my questions little mm -hmm. by little by little. I started looking out for that possibility, being open to that, looking out for people. You seem passionate, juicy, and creative in your work. What do you do? How did you get to? And I realized there was so much more than that cookie cutter path that was laid out for me of like, go to school, do really well, get a job, go work there till you die. You know, <laughs> um, there were so many other possibilities. And as you mentioned, we're both threes. My experimental journey began. <laughs> yes, I love that. Yeah. I love what you just said about, um, you know, we're conditioned to think that the answer is the Holy Grail when it's actually the question, mm. because that's what opens up the possibilities. I think that is really, really important. Yeah. If you leave with nothing today. Yes. <laughs> love that. You know, because I think we're also afraid to ask certain questions because we're, we're conditioned to just want the answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, you know, if you just have answers, there's no more possibility there. Like, oh, this is what you do. This is how you're successful. This is the exact special sauce to make you a million dollars. Like, right. Here's the who template. Has that? 
Yes. <laughs> no one has that, but yeah. we do have questions. <laughs> I love that. I, I, I really, I love that. And, and how that relates to resilience would be because you could keep asking new questions too. Absolutely. Resilience is the ability, we'll add on another bullet point, I guess, right? The ability to keep asking questions, to not stay stuck in that hole when you, or wherever you fell down and that's it. Ask a question. Well, how can I get back up? Well, how can I find a new possibility? Okay. I'm in the red. I'm in the hole. I just got divorced. I just lost this thing. Insert the blank here. How can I find happiness again? How can I get back up? And you might not get an answer right away, but if you're just there in the hole, then <laughs> there's no opportunity for resilience, but the question gives you the opportunity for that. Right. I love that. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it just came so, through. Hmm? It just say? came through. We're, we're just yeah. flowing right now. I know. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so then... Um, So you started exploring Mm -hmm. and then what else happened? Yeah. So I started exploring. I started looking out for folks. I started reading a lot, a lot of books. Um, At the time, there wasn't a lot of, you know, YouTube vlogs or podcasts, really. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm not really, my auditory skills are not very good. I'm very visual and kinesthetic. And so one book was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki and um, also, I started reading Deepak Chopra to open up spirituality Mm -hmm. Um, and then just keeping on asking those questions of like, okay, I do want to be an entrepreneur. What the heck would my business be? I don't know yet, but I do know I want to be an entrepreneur. That sounds good. Time freedom, money freedom, all of that stuff. And it sounds funny, but my guiding light during this time in the beginning of my journey was... I don't want to have to wake up to an alarm clock because that was the one thing every morning when I worked on Wall Street that reminded me of the hell I was in. That Mm -hmm. alarm would go off at 5 a.m. and I would sleepily open my eyes and be like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to get on this train right now. Um, So that was actually my guiding light, you know, of like, I don't want to have to do that. And also the piece about if I want to go on vacation or if I want to take my birthday off just to go to the spa, I have to go through all of this red tape and corporate politics. You have to request your time off by a certain time and you have to submit it through this time management system. And then someone has to see it and they have to approve it. And then the next person, and then, then they have to get back to you. And then if it's a no or a maybe, it's like this whole thing. And I'm just like, this is no way to live life. If I want to take the day off, to go to the spa on my birthday, or if I want to take the day off to sleep in, I want to just be able to do that. And if I don't want to have an alarm clock, I just want that. So that was literally my guiding light or my GPS, <laughs> as I call it. And I'm like, how do I do that? <laughs> what do I need to do to do that? I read whatever book I could, whatever thing I could. Um, and I got really into like manifestation and law of attraction. And this is even before human design came into play. I was into astrology, but mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about human design, but I got into that law of attraction, feel it, believe it, see it in your eye, in your mind's eye, and then take the steps. And so I just followed step by step by step. And actually one of the big things that happened out of that was I ended up working 
with Robert Kiyosaki and his team to bring his financial teachings to college students Mm. through a program called Rich Grad, Poor Grad. That program doesn't exist anymore, Uh, probably aged out. But um, I did that for a few years. And that was one of my first entrepreneurial ventures. I was a speaker in the college and university market. So I had my own business where I had to go and get clients with the colleges. I had to package and price the contracts. I had to work out the the deal. Then I had to actually go fly out or take a train out or drive out and then deliver the the seminar or the leadership retreat or whatever it was. That Hmm. was my business for a few years. That was one of my first businesses. And, um, that basically then led me to say to eventually wanting for myself my own content. So I started building my own content and my own teachings in tandem with that. And so when I stopped doing that, I already had the first iteration of the business that I have today. So they all kind of flow in. But all I kept doing was asking the questions and taking the next step and being willing to see what happens and it's been a journey. It's been a journey. <laughs> Love that. And and so then tell us more about where you are today. Exactly. You know, like what are you focusing on with your clients right now? Yeah. So today, um, the theme that, and this is one thing that I help my clients with, you know, a lot of my clients are very multi-passionate. They've experienced a lot of things and they want the same things that I wanted. No alarm clock, no <laughs> boss to submit time to. Time freedom, I think, is the, you know, money, of course, is great, but I feel like that time freedom to spend more time with family and to do whatever you want is the driving force. And they're also very multi-passionate and creative. They could just create things, right? And so today, what I focus on is through with that foundation, that through line of self-love, that's the inner core work in tandem with the outer core work, which is the cosmic CEO type work, which is, okay, now what are the strategies that are in alignment with your human design? What are the social media posts that are in alignment with who you are? That outer work in tandem with that inner work, that inner resilience, that inner fortitude, that inner self-love to then basically build the business of your dreams, which sounds so like cliche, but you know, some of my clients actually, they, they say I'm their business doula. I help them midwife <laughs> their dream business. And it, it is much like giving birth. It, it can be messy sometimes, but it's a beautiful experience, you know? Um, so that's, that's how it shows up. <laughs> so, so give us an example, like a case study of someone who came to you and, you know, Yeah, absolutely. So one woman uh, came to me and had a very long career in nonprofit work, social justice work, um, humanitarian type work. And she saw my social media posts and was kind of like, I think you can help me because I am ready for something for me. And this woman in particular is kind of in that middle generation, which I think maybe a lot of our listeners today are in that generation where parents are getting older. So kind of going into like a caretaker mode, but also children are getting older, becoming adults. And so 
you're kind of sandwiched in between caregiving on both sides. And she just was really inspired by things I was posting and kind of like, I'm ready for something for me. Mm. I don't, I don't know what that is, but I've seen that you've done a lot of things. Hey, three lines. Um, And I want some of that. I just want to know how you did that. I need some help figuring it out, but there's so much, I have so much experience and Really, in our first session, we did a deep dive session and I was like, just talk to me, just talk to me. And she told me all of these things, what what she's done, what she really wants to do. And one of my gifts is in finding that through line, that ribbon that ties it all together. Mm. And so we, again, we, I helped her midwife this idea Um, And she also was a part of my program where, you know, I take people through the six phases of, I don't call it this, but since we're talking about this, of business doula ship, business midwifing. And so she went through the six phases and actually pretty recently um, she sold in within two weeks, eight spots to a 6K offer. Now she had no idea prior who she was serving, what she was doing. She had a lot of ideas, but she had no idea like what she was going to do. But as we took her through the six phases and we midwifed this idea, um, she has something for herself. And I I believe it actually in in a little bit will be her. She she birthed this retreat um, Mm -hmm. for people like her who were in this kind of generation. Um, And she's so excited and and it's so, it's so yummy and juicy and and delicious. And yeah, when she came to me, she was just like, I, I don't know. I have all these ideas. I know I'm good at stuff (laughs) and I have a lot of experience. So how do you take all of your yummy ideas, all of your experiences and tie it all together so that you can actually create a product or a service or an offering that serves people that you really want to help. And that also serves you and your soul because you're doing something that feels so good. Um, So yeah, this is pretty exciting. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds exciting. Actually, you know, and what's coming up for me, um, I'm making like sort of like the, the connection between the idea of, you know, being multi-passionate, having that through line, being able to, not only love yourself, which you talked about earlier, but also love what you're birthing, love what you're creating mm-hmm. so that you can then really enjoy and embrace. You know, yeah. And and part of loving that is also being willing to be in the curiosity of it. Mm. You know, like she, she was Don't willing to that. really be, yeah, she was really willing to be in the curiosity of what wanted to come through and with my guidance, finding that ribbon to tie it through and simplifying it all. Because what I find in my own life, my own journey is this to being very creative and multi-passionate and experimental and all over. It does lead to burnout because we start this project and we do that and we're like, yeah, woohoo. Okay, I'm bored. I want to do the next thing. Oh, okay, I'm bored. I want to do the next thing. And so a big part of what I supported her with is let's be curious about how we can bring all of this together in a simplified way that is then packaged and priced, right? Getting into like business strategy a bit for Mm -hmm. your soul aligned clients, for the people you really want to work with and for the people who really want to work with you. Because at some point, all of that yummy, creative, juicy energy, we'll call it yin energy, feminine energy, whatever you want to call it, in order to create that stable, predictable, 
secure business, it we do need to put it through some of that young, action-taking, simplified, um, boundaried steps. Because otherwise, then the business doing part gets really frantic and crazy because we're just floating off into the ethers and we don't have simplified steps to kind of take us through. So she was willing to be curious about all of the possibilities while also trusting the process and like, I don't know, I just see like all of this energy and then now flowing it into a concentrated river because that concentrated river is what is where the business strategy comes in, where the simplifying comes in, where the predictable, sustainable, consistent income comes in. Because mm-hmm. if we're just everywhere, then right. that that's kind of that's what leaves us in that unpredictable, unsustainable income. Mm-hmm. And it, it can be exciting. Look, it's a, it's something to get addicted to. I was addicted to it for a while. Um, yeah. But I'm like, you know, I, I want something. I want something stable. I want something I can hold on to. And I think that's a big piece of what a lot of us in business want as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> that's an exciting um, case study uh, that yeah. you just shared with us. And so, so I'm just wondering, um, you know, how did the, the whole idea of self-love mm. to tie this all back into or lovability even, mm-hmm. how did that, how did that factor? You know, I, one of my mentors um, at the beginning of my business journey said your greatest gift for yourself and also for the world. Like if you're thinking about a business your greatest gifts can be found if you look at your greatest wounds, wounds, mm. W-O-U-N-D, like your greatest trials and tribulations. Right. Because you've gone through that stuff in order to learn how to navigate it in this lifetime. And mm. as you learn how to navigate it, that's going to be something that you can look to because that's going to be how you will guide others who are even just a few steps behind you. Right. And so I said to her, I said, well, I've been through a lot. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've got like three core wounds here, you know, or like pick one, right? Like I got a buffet of woundings. Um, (laughs) And maybe many people listening can relate. I know definitely people who are on a spiritual path and who are on this human design curious path can relate. And so I was like, I got a lot of woundings. Which one do I look at? And she actually was the one who said to me, find the ribbon that ties it all together, which Mm -hmm. through my work, I realized that's one of my gifts is in helping people find the ribbon that ties it all together. So when Mm -hmm. I looked to what's the ribbon that ties it all together, what's the lesson? And I realized through each of these core woundings and one was in relationships, one was in upbringing, parental relationship. So the relationship one was romantic and the other was career as, as you know, part of my story, finding that self-love to Mm -hmm. move away from corporate, what people told me to do to Mm -hmm. what I really wanted to do. And so I was like, well, what's what's the, what's the, what's the common theme? And the way that I found my way through and the way that I navigated was self-love, was Mm self-trust, self-respect, self-worth. And I think the, one of the specific ones I can speak to is relationships. And I know we're talking about business today, but I think everyone can relate to relationships and heartbreak. Um, It was actually an 
a tumultuous, abusive relationship in college. And as much as I don't condone that behavior and as much as I can say all of the things that my ex di did wrong, um, I chose that relationship. Mm. Something in me that chose that relationship that also chose to stay in that relationship for however long I did. And how I got out of it and again, this is an oversimplification for time purposes, but yeah. I had to realize that it was the parts of me that did not love myself. The parts of me that, you know, dare I even say self-loathing parts mm. felt that I deserved to be treated like that, that felt that that was as good as it could get, mm. that had me choose that relationship and therefore stay. And what got me out, whether it was the therapy or the passions or the hobbies that I needed to get out of it, was my self-love. was like, actually, I don't deserve that. Actually, I deserve better. Right. Actually, and same thing with career. Actually, I don't deserve to just be in this corporate job just to get kudos from people who I don't even know. <laughs> I deserve to feel good about my job. I deserve to feel good about my career. I deserve to feel good and loved in my romantic and other relationships. Yeah. And so finding that's how self-love became the ribbon. And yeah. I will die on a hill that self-love is the ribbon that ties it all together, which is probably why you asked me to do this topic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. So we are at another break. Um, and so when we come back, we are going to explore uh, your quiz, your yeah. social media quiz and, yeah. uh, and your challenge. So stay tuned. Can't seem to get in the flow of consistent clients and consistent income? People do business with people they know, like, and trust. How can clients know, like, and trust you if you're not showing up authentically? Discover your unique human design and attract the clients you were meant to serve. Nancy O'Keefe, Certified Human Design Specialist, Intuitive Business Coach, helps women peel back the layers of who they've been taught to be to reveal who they truly are so they can build an abundant business that feeds their soul. Nancy has been coaching business owners for over 25 years and is passionate about helping them to understand their divine design and their personal formula for success. Book your human design reading today at nancyokeefecoaching.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. We are back. This is Mary Jo Rathgeb, and I am here with Amelia Fortes, uh, the Cosmic CEO. We are talking about self-love, and she just gave us such a vulnerable share. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Amelia, for being so open and real. Um, oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Listening. <laughs> that was a beautiful. Um, and so, so you have been in the trenches. You have done it. You have lived it and experienced it. And now you have found that gift as mm -hmm. far as like being able to find that ribbon for other, for not only yourself, but for other people and to be able to navigate that. And so, and so I would love to spend the rest of our time together talking about 
how how you make this real, but in a fun way. I mean, because you're you're all about having fun and doing things your way, and and so talk to us a little bit about how you how you bring this down into reality and and really get people into action. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, your personal story is so important um, in any business, I believe. And so that's a big reason why I share so personally and vulnerably, because it sh- it shows the spirit of it, right? And we talked a lot about the spirit of it, taking all of your creative passions and experiences and yummy, juicy energy. Okay, how do I make a business out of that, right? And the first thing that I want to underscore for folks is it will require different skills, especially if you come from employee mentality, corporate mentality, like I did. And so in terms of making this all real and bringing it all together, okay, I had the story, I had the wounding, I had the ribbon. Now, now how do I make money? How do I build a business? And so there are specific skills that need to be learned and honed in on, um, in order to make that real. One is how do you package and price all of that yummy, juicy, gorgeous energy? How do you package all of your creative talents and multi-passions into something that is actually marketable to people who will actually pay for it, right? So many people, and I'm sure you've seen this too, Mary Jo, because you, you, you know, you've been in business for a while. Mm-hmm. We all have good ideas. Mm-hmm. We think. <laughs> But what makes a good idea is something that can actually be packaged and priced in a way that is then marketable to a group of folks or a demographic of people who will actually pay for it. And that's kind of how we know if it's a good idea or not. I had to learn how to do all of that. And in typical three fashion, I trial and error and I learned how to package my expertise and my experience in a way and price it in a way and market it in a way that actually then got me clients, right? And so I know that this might be scary for a lot of people, but yes, you do have to sell yourself. Yes, you do have to be vulnerable. Yes, you have to put yourself out there. And, you know, of course, social media is not the only way to market yourself. We still have people doing good old door knocking and newspaper clippings and all of that. And so it really depends on who your demographic is. But, you know, my demographic, I am part of my demographic is on social media. So I had to learn to find a way to use social media in a way that was fun for me, in a way that felt good and natural for me, but also mixing in those skills of selling and marketing and copywriting and all of that so that people got it, so that people would then click the link and buy something. So that's how I made it real. In a nutshell, of course, there's obviously lots of steps, but right. um, social media has been my my main way of of marketing and selling, and it's my my only way, pretty much, other than word of mouth, but and referrals. But right. social media is how I make it real. I take all that energy and put it in a little square. Yeah, that pops up on people's feeds, <laughs> and that's a very valuable skill to have because there's so many people, at least in my demographic, that are really social media resistant. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, how do you how do you get people from being social media resistant to social media curious? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Look, 
first, I want to just normalize the resistance. I get it. It's weird. You know, I, I'm I'm in a generation where we kind of straddled the social, like it was new for us, but we were young enough to adopt it. So I, but I totally get it. Even for people, millennials and, and some Gen Zers, it's weird. So I just want to normalize that. If you're resistant to it, that's normal. It's weird. It's weird to put yourself in a box on a screen and just like see your face or hear your voice, like rolling through a timeline. Um, so that's totally normal. And I like to say, Social media is where a lot of people hang out, though. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't have to use social media in your business. Mm -hmm. But if you're curious, it is a great way to do it. It's a great way to be automated. It's a great way to um, work smarter, not harder, because you can batch your content and you can feed it out in a way if you have the right strategy for you. Um, so it's a way to take all of that networking at a networking event, let's say, or door knocking, let's say, let's go real old school, right? Or picking up the phone. Um, it's a way to take all of that and automate it and have it be digestible for your audience in a fun way where you don't have to be there all the time doing all the work, right? If, if we're doing traditional door knocking, nothing's getting sold if you're not knocking on doors. Mm -hmm. Nothing's getting sold if you're not picking up the phone. So mm -hmm. social media is a great way to be an extension of that you, that in-person you, um, mm -hmm. that people are consuming 24-7. Right. Right. Now, how to do that is the question, right? But hopefully that gets you or anyone who's resistant a little curious. Oh, and also... You don't have to be someone that's on video. That might not be in alignment with who you are, which is, I think, where some of the stuff we're going to talk about comes yeah, in. So let's dive in. Um, yeah. So you created uh, a quiz. Tell, yes. tell us about that. Yeah. So the quiz, um, and now this is a lot of research, okay? I've actually delivered this quiz, not in a quiz format, in a 90-minute in-person experience to thousands of people all over the world, mm -hmm. online and in person. So the quiz works if you work it. Um, and I've come up with four different archetypes that you can be um, that's authentic to who you are. And I don't just even mean personality, also in the way that you do things. And so it's the first step to really being your true self on social media, because a lot of times we will subconsciously even or consciously try to copy other people who have like big followings or whatever. And so it's like, oh, this person's doing this. Now I have to do that. And what I say is forget all that self-love, baby, right? Be right. <laughs> because who you are is what's going to be most magnetizing, right? And so actually some of my clients are like, Amelia, I can't be like you. You're just on video and you're, and I'm like, you're not supposed to be like me. You're supposed to be like you. So let's mm -hmm. figure out the first step to who that is. And so the mm -hmm. quiz is the first step to, to figuring that out. Yeah. And yeah. so, so, um, you know, I don't know how much you want to reveal about it. I did yeah. take your quiz yes. um, and my archetype was the alchemist. Yes, that makes perfect sense for me, for you. <laughs> <laughs> and so what does that mean? Yeah, so, so, and I'm okay with revealing the different, there's the rebel, the humanitarian, the royal, and the alchemist. And so for you, Mary Jo, um, and you tell me if this resonates, the mm -hmm. alchemist is actually the one archetype that 
for the most part, doesn't even have to be like, look at me, look at me. Like it could literally, it's, if you look um, on Instagram, the holistic psychologist, I would bet she's got alchemist in her because most of it is not her face, not even her voice. It's what she knows, mm. but it's her energy transmitting through. And with alchemists, your genius is in how you do things mm. and, and, and figuring the how to get from point A to point B the quickest. And so people will just gravitate to you for that efficiency, for that how-to kind of content. Um, also for your personality, I feel like our personality magnetizes who we need, um, but it doesn't have to, it, especially with the alchemist, it, it looks very different than everyone else. It's very much like, this is what it is, take it or leave it, just try it. It's going to be the best way. <laughs> you know, and kind of that matter of fact kind mm -hmm. of energy. Mm -hmm. Um that's that's the alchemist. And I I love alchemist is actually the opposite of mine. I'm the rebel. Rebel is just like, let's just do it. Who cares? <laughs> um, but so but we're actually great partners for each other mm. because the rebel can bring out the alchemist spontaneity, which is what alchemists can struggle with. Mm. And the alchemist can bring the rebel back down to earth and say, Okay, you have great ideas, yes. Now, this is how we can actually make it real in the fastest way possible. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Did you want to talk a little bit about the other two or keep that a mystery? Yeah, I mean, I can talk a little bit, you know, so there's the rebel, which I talked about a bit. And the humanitarian is very about the heart and connection and mm. relationships. Their genius is in relationships. So the humanitarian would be the best kind of person to like be in the DMs or to create like community-based events mm. or also to, they might be a bit shyer than the rebel where the rebel's like, yeah, give me the mic. I'll say whatever you want. And the humanitarian will be willing to do that. They're more expressive as well. Mm. Um, but they may be a bit shyer, a little bit more reserved or a little bit more reluctant to just step on stage. So humanitarians do really well with interviews, being interviewed, um, which I, I guess that might be your secondary type, Mary Jo. You know, oh, the primary and secondaries? Yeah, yeah, they're secondary. Okay. Um, so we, there's a whole journey here. We go deeper. The quiz only gives you your primary, but we, we can go on a deeper journey there. Okay. Um, That's the one. The royal is that king, queen, royalty energy. Mm -hmm. um, they can be seen as very cold on the shadow dark side because mm -hmm. they just want to get it done. They just want results. They just want to get it done, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. But it can be off-putting for especially like a humanitarian type who's like, but what about how everyone feels? But we love royal energy because they're like, this is how you do it. This is how we're going to get it done. I'm sitting on my throne their their mantra is well if you just listen to what I told you to do, <laughs> and we should we should listen to the royals. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Mm -hmm. Okay, and and so then the quiz leads to an invitation to a challenge, right? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so you know the quiz is really just that first step of like how should you be showing up, and that's in alignment with you and all the ways that you're showing up the way you think you should. Because, you know, so-and-so with a million followers does that. No, it's all about peeling back that onion and getting you started with how you get to show up because it's in alignment with you. Okay, great, Amelia. Now I know how to show up, but what do I post? 
what what should my bio be the bio oh my gosh right fitting all of your experience and titles into 150 characters or less it's too much so the challenge is really about diving deeper like fitting all of that into 150 characters or less and then what do I actually post which it's actually not that much. I, I teach about just three types of content that you need to post that can literally be reused and recycled. Um, and there's a 30-day content calendar that comes with that. So I'm taking people on a journey here. Right. Yeah, I love it. With, and so where can they the find challenge. you? As we, as we wrap up, um, yeah. where can they find you? Absolutely. I'm on Instagram at the Amelia Fortes and the quiz is at the cosmicceo.com slash quiz. And the challenge, you might be able to guess the cosmicceo.com slash challenge. Okay. That's awesome. Well, Amelia, this has been so much fun. I have enjoyed our conversation. It went by super fast. Um, And and so everybody um, just know that in, in closing, we have just demonstrated beautifully how important self-love is to our business and to being resilient and both our work and our business uh, and our lives. And so um, thank you, Amelia. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to all of you who are listening. Thank you for joining Business Success with Human Design. And a special thank you to my guest host, Mary Jo Rathgeb. Join us next time to discover how you can get in the ease and flow of life and out of business overwhelm with human design. Business owners spend a lot of energy conforming to the rules of business, but we'll show you how you can pursue your business based on who you were born to be and how you were born to serve for the ultimate success. Connect with us at nancyokeefcoaching.com or MaryJoRathgip.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.